0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. So the Taoiseach's announcement on Tuesday evening and the sense that certainly as far as the government is concerned, we are moving back to the new normal or the pandemic no longer being an emergency and something we have to live with um, across the winter and for possibly the years ahead. And they're saying that almost all restrictions Will be eased, all going well by the end of October. Um, at the same time, the public health emergency team are predicting up to 3,000 cases of COVID a day by the end of September, maybe higher. So, what does this all mean for the people who have been at the coalface in various industries? Uh, throughout all of this, Elena Fitzgerald of Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel in Adair and she's president of the Irish Hotels Federation uh, during the most tumultuous time in their history, I would say, and also uh, Limerick uh, Publican Paul Flannery um, of uh, Flannery's. Um, Morning to both of you. Elena morning, Joe. I mean, are, are you guys happy enough with this now?
1: Look, I think it's wonderful to think that, you know, come the 22nd of October, that, you know, public health will be improved or, you know, we'll be in a position where it's managed to point that we can live with COVID and we can get back to, you know, all those things that we've missed. I mean, Irish people have been amazing. Our vaccination rates are the envy of the world. My own 14 year old had his second vaccination this morning before he went back to school. So I think it's wonderful to see that that progress. Now, if I was to be honest from a hotelier, from a hospitality perspective, There is a sense of disappointment that, you know, over the course of the next seven weeks running up to the 22nd of October, that, you know, there is there's no provision for events. There's no provision for continued increases, you know, of of guest numbers at weddings. So there is a sense of it's on a pause now for seven weeks and then it's it's going to pick up. And, and I won't say go a full throttle because, look, there's a new lens and there's a very measured approach to everything that we're going to be doing going forward. Um, but that aspect of things was disappointing that we couldn't continue to build in the incremental progress that we'd made.
0: Right, so the weddings will stay at a limit of 100, is that right?
1: Correct, a, a limit of 100. And I suppose there was a, a reasonable expectation that, it would be bigger, and, I, and one of the challenges we have is now we're seeing that other indoor events are running off of a certain amount of capacity, so you know whether it's 60% capacity, but that wasn't extended to indoor hospitality, so that that's just a kind of, a, I suppose, a source of frustration, because we would have felt that it would have continued with the same pragmatic and incremental approach, and even in terms of building up our teams and that as well, it would have given a, a better opportunity, and there was a sense of expectation too, Joe, do you know that came with the continuous improvements that we've seen in numbers?
0: Right. Now, if you had told me 18 months ago I was about to ask this question, I'd really have wondered, but is dancing allowed at weddings? We're
1: we're told um, yes, it will be allowed at weddings, um, but like that, the devil is in the detail and we're waiting to see the guidelines. And I suppose what we're also waiting to see is at one point, it was actually something you could be prosecuted for, and then there was the guidelines, back on top of that, and then there was the sense of, in the spirit of things. So, you know, you were being measured in three ways, in effect. So, I'm really hoping that there's no surprises when the guidelines come true and, you know, the people have an opportunity. It's hard to imagine live music without having the dancing with it. It's an integral part. And I suppose the personal responsibility as well. Everybody knows what they need to do to make this work.
0: Yeah, the other thing, of course, and this would apply to people um, coming back to offices um, from a staggered basis from the 20th of September, or, uh, you would know, this has happened to you quite a bit, that the announcement comes, but it can often take... Um, a few days or more for the guidelines specific to your area to come through.
1: Correct. And that's the frustrating thing, you know. Um, And also, it's not just the Department of Tourism or Falls Island Ireland that are, you know, feeding into that process. There is the various government departments that are all involved. So, yeah, it takes a while. And, you know, people, they hear it and they go, "Okay, that's fine. Like one of the, the challenges we're faced this week is, you know, communions and confirmations can go ahead. But actually, from a, a hospitality perspective, we're not allowed to host events. So yes, they can go ahead in a a hotel or a restaurant or you know a gastropub setting, but only under the current proviso of six adults and nine kids. You know, so sometimes you read the first bit like we would have read the sixty percent for events and assumed you know that it would automatically apply to hospitality. But the devil is in the details.
0: Right, it certainly is. Yeah, we're chatting to Elena Fitzgerald of Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel and President of the Irish Hotels Federation. And then Republican Paul Flannery's on the line as well. How are you, Paul? I'm great, Joe. Good morning. How are things? So what do you make of the Taoiseach's announcement and are you clear what it means for pubs?
2: Yeah, I suppose I just follow on for what Elaine said there. Like, the devil is in the details. We still have a couple of weeks to go. We can start with live music indoors for next Monday. But we, we still, I think the plan is there now. They, we have light at the end of the tunnel, but we still have a long way to go. We have a number of weeks to actually get back to where we were post pandemic or pre pandemic. But in terms of just that, uh, like the real work starts now for us in terms of just getting people back into the pubs, back to get our counters back, which is massive for so many pubs across the country, across Limerick City and County in particular. It's a case of just when we get our counters back, we we can increase capacity because a lot of pubs, their main capacity is along the the countertop. And and that social element is key to actually getting back as well. So we still have a while to go, even though they're they're talking about 60% capacity in certain pubs, like,
0: They can't get that six capacity, even if they wants to, because physically, the only space they have to to give now is along the counter. Well, obviously, you wouldn't have dreamt of doing this, but there might have been the odd pub who was putting the musician out just outside the door and singing into the pub. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, I I mean, at least I, I presume that kind of thing will be something of the past now that they've made adjustments.
2: Yeah, I think they will. Like, we did music outside in the lane beside the pub here last Friday night, and to see the joy on people's faces, it was just phenomenal. We had a gazebo in the laneway, and we had thirty seats in the laneway, and it was just people's just the joy and excitement. I've never seen it before. Just listening to live music is massive, and like, there's so many musicians, entertainers across the whole country crying out to get back to work because it's their, it's their the livelihood is their, their their, income. So from that point of view, it would be great to get into hospital life music and, and um, back into hospitality.
0: So from the 22nd of October, the intention is that physical distancing will come to an end. So you would assume at that point that you will be able to use your bar counter? Yes, correct. Yeah. That you'll be able to go back to your normal capacities, that pubs will look and feel like they did before the pandemic.
2: Absolutely, yeah. From the, this is the, the, the again, as Elaine said, like the devil is in the detail. We haven't got the full guidelines, but we're working on on the, the pretense that from the twenty second of October it will be back to pre pandemic uh, conditions, where we'll have people at the counter laughing and joking, talking about how well Ireland played last night. But unlucky with Ronaldo's two late goals, so we'll we'll have the capacity back to to what pre pandemic levels were.
0: Right. And, and do you think that your staff will still have to wear masks?
2: Um, again, we, 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 we don't know what the exact detail is. We, we've been told if that's not going to be the case. But uh, we wait and see. The, the government have a tendency to change at the last minute, as we've seen over the last year and a half anyway. So at the moment, we're working on the into that it's it'd be as, as normal. But again, it it will be a per- personal preference as well. If staff members want to... Um, wear masks and, and they feel comfortable and I think
0: that you can't stop them from doing that Yeah, so Numeric Publican Paul Flannery with us, uh, Elena Fitzgerald of the Woodlands <laughs> host, Hotel and Elena of course for you and this is a big problem for all of peop- of the people in the hospitality business, by the 22nd of October your main stay of your season is over and you're you're, you're heading into winter where things happen of course but it's not the high end of your season
1: no, there's a very long, you know, often you hear the, the wording, I suppose, or the phrasing of a long winter head. This is going to be very long, autumn, winter, spring, you know, and summer. And like, it was interesting to hear Paul saying, you know, that there's a sense that we hope to back to pre-pandemic. Oh, my God, that that's amazing. But actually, in the broader tourism hospitality sense, it's kind of 2024 is when we're talking about. Because, look, you know, when, you, when it comes to Irish tourism, not, it's a 9 billion industry, but 7 billion of it comes from overseas. Now, we're only hearing a trickle of international, you know, visitors um, kind of, I suppose, coming through the country in that. But it was like you fixed a switch last Sunday evening in terms of the traditional summer season. And not everybody, you know, would have had the benefit of, of, of that level of demand. But it was a good summer season, but it's going to be a very, very long few months ahead. And I suppose what that means then is when it comes to a budget perspective, you know, Government are going to have to continue with their support to try and sustain, you know, the the livelihoods. There's whole communities supported by tourism. Um, And I know government have gone the distance with us, but it's that sense of going the distance now, and particularly with this seven weeks of a pause as well, it means that, you know, we're missing, I suppose, uh, a a substantial part of seven weeks of e-trading, which means that those supports will have to stay
0: in place for longer. And and just finally to both of you, beginning with you, Elena, do you think that um, the caution that a lot of people felt for good reason, will fade away over the next few months and we'll end up with, you know, normal Christmas parties and the like?
1: I think people, they want to embrace, I suppose, get to that sense of getting back, living again. I think it's really important. But there are certainly legacy aspects of this that will stay with it, that people will be a little bit more cautious. And you know what? What's the harm in having the balance? We all want to have fun, but we all want to do it in in a safe way. And it was interesting to hear Paul talk about, you know, masks, There will be people who continue to wear masks, whether they're working in our teams or as our guests. Um, And, you know, there was a time I remember years ago going to uh, India and I was working in a particular kind of a a hospital setting and and there were people wearing masks. And I thought it was absolutely crazy. And look at it now. I mean, we've small children who think that masks are the norm. It's like, you know, wearing a watch or a pair of shoes. You're you're, you're not wrong.
0: Uh, What do you expect to happen around Christmas time, Paul?
2: Well, to be honest, we're still seeing a bit of nervousness from people coming in the door. They're still looking to see, can I come inside? Can I come outside? So there is still nervous. We still we still haven't seen a number of customers back since we reopened on the 7th of June, purely because they're, they're still that little bit scared, even with the whole outdoor dining start of the summer and then becoming indoors. So people are still nervous. If you think about it, people have been sitting down watching numbers and all this detail on the news every day for the last year and a half. but so People are scared. It's going to take a while for people's habits to change. People's habits have changed dramatically. There was a time when someone came to the pub and they asked, can I tap?" you be giving them the door again? But they're talking about using their cards. Card payments are coming much more prevalent. So people's habits have changed dramatically over the pandemic. So how that transfers into normal life over the next couple of months will be interesting to see. But I think it's up to everybody now to just get out, support local, support spend locally as much as possible even online with local businesses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because we are back to normal now it doesn't mean businesses are back to normal so just asking everybody to go support everybody as much as possible
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. Alright, listen, thank you so much uh, for talking to us again this morning Limerick Publican Paul Flannery and Elena Fitzgerald of Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel and President of the Irish Hotels Federation Call Limerick
2: Today Now on 461995 1995.